You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on, everybody? Super happy to have you back here listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Friday. We got lots of Lions talk to talk about on Wednesday. We had lots of topics, some over-unders, some hot takes on Grifka. We uh, went through the schedule, the first half of it. We're here to do the second half. And who knows what Grifka might have up his sleeve. I mean, if he says something, it might rile me up. I might have to ask him if that's a real question or come after him. We'll see what happens. Grifka, I know you're there. What's going on, buddy? It's Friday. How are you? Oh, it's Friday, man. It's it's uh looks like spring's starting to come around again. It's supposed to be a nice weekend. So uh, once again, I mean, it's been uh, climbing up back up into the 50s around here as opposed to like those 40s that we had last weekend. So once again, everybody, you know, I realize you got to stay at home, but if you can get outside, cut your grass, maybe take the dog for a walk, please do that. And um, TGIF. Grifka got us off to a start again, telling people to go hang out in, in, in the coronavirus and, and get themselves in trouble. Uh, he also gave us the temperatures. You know, he's always on top of the weather, always as thankful it's Friday. Grifka, I, I'm hopefully going to be thankful for what you got for me here on a Friday. I mean, I, I'm hesitant to ask, but what, what are we talking about today? Oh, we covered the first half of the schedule on Wednesday's show. So uh, let's uh, finish it up. You know, covering the, the second half, we, you know, before, you know, this, you know, preseason, you know, gets into preseason and we know everybody that's on the Lions team. We can just going off, you know, off the cuff from the heart thinking what uh, what the Lions will be. But uh, I know it was after finishing Wednesday's show, you had the Lions at five and three and I had them at four and four. Um, just have a couple quick questions for you before we get into the rest of the games here. Um, oh, boy. Based on, you know, what the line schedule is, I think, you know, they had was it uh, was it one of the top was it three or was it four or five toughest schedules based on last year's uh, win loss records. And you have them at five and three right now. But after the first half of the season, is there a certain record that if the lines are at, you're like, you'd be thinking, oh, man, there's no coming back from it. They're not going to make the playoffs. No. Even even with that extra with the extra playoff team that they've added this year, is there a record you're like, you know, if they're like, you know, one and seven or something like that, obviously 0 and 8 would be very difficult to come back from to make the playoffs. But is there one of those records just like, this is this is it right here, no coming back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Grifka, is this a real question, really? Uh, yeah, I'm really interested in what you think about this. People, everybody knows out there that Grifka would tee up this question. Okri, what are your thoughts of what the Lions can't come back from? What would demoralize the team? What would be just uh, a classic Eeyore situation that would just make us all hate the team and, and go ahead and, and get the sell, sell the team t-shirts? And Come on, Grifka, like... This team, I've been telling you, you've all down in the dumps about, oh, they've only won nine games over two years. Yeah, they've been they've been building something that's hopefully long-lasting for two years, and they were decimated by injuries last year. So this football team has a, 
a, a top level level quarterback. They've added to their running back situation. They already had weapons on the outside. They increased their offensive line. We've got ballers. We've got a couple dogs on defense that are coming to their own. Like, I'm not worried about what this team can't come back from what their record would be. I mean, they're not going to come out and be one in seven or some garbage. Like you said, I mean, five and three, what I had them at is, is, is my most realistic non Detroit Kool-Aid drinker thoughts right now, because I expect a huge bounce back from this team. So there, there's no poor record that they're going to have where they're out of it by what were we at week nine? when We left off. No, this yep. team, this team will be, you know, five and three, four and four at the worst. They're going to be right in the mix of things. And there's no reason to be thinking that way. I mean, Grifka, we've been on the show here for a couple years. You would think you'd be asking me, hey, what what's going to hold the like? Is there anything that can hold this team back? Okay. Hey, uh, is there any uh, record that is going to be so great for the Detroit Lions that the other teams in the division are going to wonder, man, I don't know if we can catch the Detroit Lions at some point. We're going to get to that. But obviously not today. No, there's there's no record. They're going to be fine. I mean, they're like I said, they're going to be right in the mix and have a, a good record. Maybe a, a few losses there, as we mentioned on the Wednesday show, but nothing ridiculous like we saw before, barring injury. You know, if nine goes down, yeah, we got problems. If a couple real top end blue chip guys we have, yeah, we have problems. Otherwise, they should be able to ball out this year and, and be competitive in almost every football game. And there's nobody on the schedule that really puts the fear in me. You said something about being the hardest schedule. I thought I saw something that it's one of the lighter schedules when it comes to just overall power rankings and whatnot. I mean, all that stuff from last year you can throw out anyway because nobody, nobody's looking at, oh, wow, this team was good in 2019. It matters. What does their team look like now? So I, I throw all that out the window. That's all your lines, 24-7 stuff. That means nothing to me. Um, I think this would be an exciting year for the Lions by midseason where we're at in the schedule review. Um, they're going to be right there, no doubt about it. Okay. Okay. Like like the positivity right there that you got. <laughs> um, one more quick question. At 5-3, uh, and three, based on the other teams in the division, where they would be at, who is on them right now, 5-3 and three, um, – that's that's still you you feel with what they have in the second half still well within range of winning the division and having a home playoff game the same thing we've been wanting for a long time now (laughs) yeah I think so I mean I think that uh you know this is a a a tough division you know you're looking at you know I I feel like the the Packers Vikings and and uh, Lions and even Chicago are are all you know decent football teams. We don't have any cupcakes in this division like some of the other ones. I mean, I always look at, you know, the last, you know, handful of years. Man, I'd love to be in the AFC East, you know, where just like three out of the four teams are garbage, you know. It's just like, yeah, no wonder New England is is was bringing home t-shirts and hats every year in that division, but uh, you know, the the NFC North has been tough. We've obviously had to deal with, you know, your favorite uh, player of all time, Brett, Brett Favory, and then his boy, uh, your second favorite, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you had to define Aaron Rodgers in one word other than, you know, just excellent, Grifka, what would maybe your second word be that you'd use for him? Cry, baby. <laughs> no, how about, how about a word that's... Gets, a, gets it way more than any quarterback <laughs> in, in this league. <laughs> how about How about a word that starts with S and ends with mug? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would that, that's definitely him too. You know, uh, has a smug smile when he knows he gets his way when he just throws his hands up in the air and the refs are like, okay, and here you go, and then he's got that, <laughs> that, you know, that smile like he just got away with something. Oh Ex- gosh, it just drives me exactly drives me nuts. You know who probably had a nice smug smile was the head coach and the GM when they turned in that card that said. In the first round of the NFL draft, we select Jordan Love, quarterback, <laughs> Utah <laughs> State. I bet they had a nice smug smile on their faces. But uh, like I say, you know, we had to deal with those tough quarterbacks, a tough division. I, But I don't think they're – you know, they're juggernauts either. So I, I see the NFC North kind of in 2020 as being a division that you can win at, at nine wins, 10 wins, somewhere in that area. And the Lions, like – you know, it was only a few years ago, less than a handful of years ago, where we were playing for the division 
uh, towards the end of the year. Seemed like every year, you know, that back half, last four or five games, it was in reach one time, you know, at least it was within a game, that final game that we could have had it. So, you know, I think they're getting back to that type of football team. You remember that team had like good defense. Matt Stafford was rolling. He had some weapons, um, had, was able to do some things. And I feel like they're back there now with regards to depth playmakers. And, uh, like I say, I just, I cannot imagine the defense being anywhere near what it was last year. It's just so bad. And uh, I can't imagine the injuries again. You know, we always say that. It feels like the Lions are always one of the most injured teams. But, you know, I'm with the fans and the people that say, hey, I'm tired of the excuses. You've had two years. We've had two bad years. This is the year to get it together. And, and yeah, I think if you're five and three and then you're heading down this back stretch, which we talk about here in a moment, I think this is a great year where the Lions could um, somewhat shock the world, the non-believers, and and yourself, and go out and uh, and drop, you know, nine, ten wins, win the division, have that home playoff game, or have. Uh, didn't the home playoff game go away, or is that next year? Like, if you win your division, you don't get a home playoff game next year, right? Necessarily. I think they did away with that. Yeah, I don't know if that's this year or next year yeah. after. I think I it's next, that. but that's another reason for us to get it done this year. And and like you say, I mean, I can't believe the Packers won 13 games last year. I mean, I, I heard that recently. I was like, what? Because, I mean, we beat them twice. Like, I don't know how you have three losses when we beat you twice and uh, another three teams beat you as well. So that record should have been much more in the 8, 9, 10, uh, you know, area if they didn't have the refs in their back pocket. And, I mean... You know, they ain't going to win 13 games again. I got the Packers, you know, uh, right there fighting out with the Lions. But when we get to the schedule, I might have a little something for you, which will really tell you what I think uh, towards the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, they'll be fighting for the division, and there's no reason they can't go from three wins to uh, to be an NFC North champs in 2020. Okay. Well, let's do this before we get into the last eight games. Uh, let's uh, take a break here, take a pause for the cause, pay some bills, or – have uh you know not pay some bills but uh, have uh, our fine listeners uh, listen to our sponsors and we'll come back and uh, dissect the second half of the season. Griffco, we we pay bills here with the sponsors. I even tweeted out recently. People, uh, me and Griffco don't say much. We 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 put our twitters out there. I mean at Derek Ogre D E R E K O K R I E. I mean Griffco, you want to throw your Twitter out? Yeah, at Griffco. That's G R I F K A. <laughs> DKC. <laughs> uh, we throw that out. We throw out our call in line. I mean, Griffco, what would that be? Uh, at that is uh, 989-272-3484. Or as Derek likes to say, 989-272. Derek Smith and uh, Herman Moore. <laughs> Not Derek Smith. Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Smith, Herman Moore, everybody. But we love it when you tweet us. We love when you call in. I recently put out on Twitter again. Uh, we don't ask for much on the show, but there is an option. If you love the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, if you love us putting out two, three, multiple shows a week for you, if you click on the link that I always tweet out uh, when our show drops, um, the anchor uh, link, there's a simple thing there if you want to uh, donate to the show. I mean, helps us buy equipment, helps us keep the show going, helps us just uh, keep innovating and doing new different things here on the show, as well as just pumping it out week after week doing it. Um, could be 99 cents uh, a month or even up to 9.99 a month. I mean, every little bit helps the show. So um, I know things are tight out there in the world. I know things are crazy right now, but if you're listening to the show and it gives you laughs, it's a bunch of fun. You really enjoy it. Um, takes a couple clicks and you can uh, donate to the show. I know we've had past listeners do that. And we really appreciate it. Um, who knows? It might get your tweets and emails read more on the show. We may have you as a guest if you sponsor, but that's an option as well. So like Griffka said, that's how we pay the bills here with those small donations, which we really appreciate from you guys, as well as our sponsors that are on the show and uh, some of the other things we do outside of um, our normal recordings here. So as Griffka said, we'll pay the bills. We'll get our sponsors in here. Spotify, Anchor, all the different uh, great sponsors we have. And we'll come back and we're talking weeks 10 through 17 of the 2020 schedule. We've got predictions for you. We've got hot takes. Um, We might have a rant or two. We'll do all that right after the break. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, Detroit Lions fans, we're back from the break. Thank you for drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Thank you for just putting a hot, crackling loaf of cornbread in the oven. Cornbread! You know we that's how we do it here in Detroit for the Detroit Lions. Kool-Aid and cornbread, and uh, I know Grifka's going to lead us through the schedule here. we got to talk about the back half of the schedule. The Lions got some home games. I've got him at five and three, Grifsky at four and four. Supposedly, he might waffle back and forth depending on how he feels, what how the team is going at the time. But uh, we'll see what we end up with here on the way too early schedule predictions. Grifka, I turn it over to you. What the heck we got, man? Let's get going here. Okay. First game that we're going to discuss today. Um, I know it's one of those uh, games that uh, both irritated us last year when they went into Washington and what happened there. Uh, they get to the rematch this year, only this time in Ford Field against the Washington Redskins. Uh, once again, the Redskins have a quarterback where um, their coach wondered if he had a learning disability because he had a hard trouble time reading the playbook. And I would have to say, yeah, he does have a learning disability because he went to Ohio State. But uh, hey, oh. what do you think about this game <laughs> against the Redskins? Oh, man, I wish I had my soundbite right now, which is Lendale White going, hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic. I got that somewhere, but I don't have it ready. It's just that's gold great. straight off the Jim Rome show, but that's tremendous. Uh, I agree with you there. I mean, I'm sure you loved it when he was taking selfies in the crowd after beating us against our sorry ass backup quarterback or whoever we had. I mean, Grifka, let me tell you something right now when it comes to games like this, you know, last year we had a terrible season. Everybody forgot about how Matt Stafford was playing before the injury. Everybody forgot what our defense looked like in 2018. Everybody forgot that we've added to the team and have ball players. So all this stuff about uh, we went in and we lost last year. Yeah, we lost because we were playing uh, just two nobodies at quarterback. A lot of our skill players were hurt. We had no pass rush. We had no defense. We had nothing, nothing to hang our hat on. We still basically almost won that football game. If it wasn't for two lucky throws by uh, Dwayne Haskins to McLaurin and company. So, you know, I think the Washington Redskins will be good in a few years with um, Ron Rivera at the helm. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good man. I think he's a good football coach, but they are not good right now. This is a dubski for the, this is one of those games I talk about that you always, I get on you for where you think, Oh, you got to go in and beat the daylights out of people. I mean, what, what would you do maybe on Halloween to a team like uh, Washington Grifka? Oh, if um, they were walking down the street, <laughs> that's a team. You're just going to go up, punch them in the face, grab their candy and run away. <laughs> absolutely man so i think that's what the lions do here in 2020 to this team like they come in they think oh they maybe got uh, this great defensive line yeah you have nothing else that impresses me whatsoever we punch you in the face we take your candy this is like a 35 you know 18 35 14 ball game lions dub throwing the ball over the field running in for touchdowns i mean let's just put the wood to the washington redskins and put them right back in the top five of the 2021 NFL draft. Yeah, Dick, I have to, uh, I have to agree with you on that right there. <laughs> That's a game. That Washington team sucks. I don't care if they got chase young or not. Cause he's overrated anyways. So, uh, <laughs> even Taylor Decker can block him. So big deal. <laughs> so, uh, um, right there, uh, this is going to be one where the lines just, they just put the thumping down, you know, Dwayne Haskins ain't going to be taking selfies with nobody on the sideline or anything like that at the end of the game. If it is going to be one of those, somebody like, oh, Dwayne, come take a picture with me. I got a wrestling jersey on. But uh, 
it doesn't matter. This, this is going to be a butt whipping from the start. So, uh, yeah, this, uh, is, this is a big W for both of us. Oh, yeah. No yeah, doubt. So, uh, ne- next game after that, it's a Ron Rivera's old team. So, another road game for the Lions. Uh, they go down to Carolina. Um, and uh, Panthers. And one, another 1 o'clock start. You know, Carolina, you know, can be, uh, it's later in the year. It'll be a warm weather game. You know, uh, I know, I realize Carolina's not in Texas, you know, or Florida, but it's close. So it'll be warmer than being in Detroit in November. So uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, You know, I think Matt Rule, he's a, he's a good new age type coach. I think he's going to get that program turned around. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I think he's one of these analytic guys that just wants, you know, speed, athleticism, you know, playmakers all over the field. Going to take him a while to get those. Um, I know Christian McCaffrey is a beast, but I, I think we played him a year or two um, in the recent history and we were able to hold him down. Um, we beat Carolina when they had Cam Newton. I'm sure we'll be able to do it with Teddy White gloves back there. Um, you know, it's a road game, but this is one you should uh, put as a dub ski on your schedule. I think that, uh, you know, they go down there. Um, Carolina's just not ready yet, you know, based on where they're at with this rebuild that they're doing. So, um, w for the Lions and, and hopefully one that you go down again and impress, kind of put some numbers up and, and look impressive across the board because uh, I think there's a definite difference between these two teams when it comes to talent. Gosh, Derek, it's another, another game i got to agree with you. I mean, uh, it's a shocker on this the is, show. Uh, Panthers are breaking a new, you know, new quarterback. At this point in the season, you know, I realize that, you know, McCaffrey just signed that big contract, but he may be hurt for the number of times he's going to have to hold on to the ball, you know, or at least, you know, get the ball for this team to be in, um, in you know, to keep them in games. So, he's, you know, McCaffrey is really the one offensive threat on that team that if the Lions defense would really have to worry about. And if he's not up to 100%, you know, they could still stuff the box, maybe, you know, you know, take, take them out of the game. Cause I, I don't think Carolina is all that good. I realize they did draft an awful lot of defense, but that's an awful lot of young defense where uh, Detroit's offense and uh, Daryl Bevel should be, able, should be able to exploit it. It's not going to be a blowout like the Washington game, but you know, I can see this a good, you know, you know, a touchdown win right there. You know, I, I don't think it's going to have to be a, you know, Matt Prater field goal to win it, but uh, you know, this is going to be a W I'd have to, I have to go with you on that as well. So, Griffka, real um, quick on two quick things. First of all, the people are shocked that you continue to agree with me and then somewhat repeat my takes. I mean, that's that's a shocker here on the show. The other thing is uh, you need to go on Twitter. Again, I always beat up Griffka because if you, if you ever watch Griffka's Twitter feed, it's usually he, he'll like something if it's complimentary to him or if it's ragging on me. Other than that, he doesn't tweet anything. He only knows how to hit the retweet button after I do all the hard work of posting the show on multiple posts for to help us uh, get our get the word out there. But Grifka, if you can if you can find a time, I don't know between functions, uh, between your your busy uh, extravagant life that you have, go on Twitter and somebody put out this like, gosh, it had to be a three four minute clips of um, it was like the the. Uh, Gosh, what do they call it? The uh, All-22 film from behind uh, the play. And it was just Matt Stafford's best plays of the year. Just him ripping the ball over the field, throwing deep balls, like throwing these laser beams in between coverage. And it was just back to back to back. And I like, I know Eric Schlitt had tweeted it out and I found it and I watched it. And I was just like, in that couple minutes, I got so fired up just watching number nine, cut it loose and rip the balls. I put, I put a retweet, said, man, it's fun watching number nine, rip it. Um, really fun. So if you haven't seen that, which you probably haven't, and even if I send it to you, you won't watch it. You should go find that. Okay, I will. Uh, uh, well, I've seen the game, so I don't need to see the highlight, but I will. I'll, I'll look for it. <laughs> see if it's out there. Um, next game after the Panthers, once again, uh, second year in a row, the NFL schedule makers were nice enough to give the Lions a road game before coming back home to play uh, Thanksgiving on a you know, short week. So uh, they have the Texans coming in again, and uh, we all remember what happened the last time they played the Texans on Thanksgiving. It was the infamous, you know, uh, you know, four-set touchdown, and, you know, Jim Schwartz threw his, threw his challenge flag, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can't throw a challenge flag. So since you did that, we're not going to review our blunder, and the Texans are going to get a uh, touchdown on that. So, you know, wait for pointing that out, Jim Schwartz, that we erred. But since you erred and, you know, throwing a flag, we're not going <laughs> to – we can't replay it. So – which is total crap. And they have since changed that, you know, rule. So uh, once again, the Lions did something that allowed the NFL to change, uh, change a rule. So um, 
Texans have, uh, you know, was it Deshaun Watson coming in? The guy's pretty dynamic, but they got rid of their best playmaker, their second best playmaker on offense in Hopkins, and they uh, traded for a, uh, a running back who seemed to can't stay on the field. Um, the, their defense, you know, it seems like I think the Houston Texans are one of those defenses. It seems like they're always trying to give them like a lot of pub or get that mystique like the Ravens or, you know, the Steelers, something like that. You're always like, oh, you always you really got to worry about their defense. And they've had one. They had Clowney and stuff like that in the past. But still, I think this defense can be scored upon. It's Thanksgiving and it's Detroit's day. So uh, this one. I'm going to go with a Lions victory in this game. Coming back, you know, that's three three wins in a row. The Lions are on fire. You know, that puts them at seven and four. What do you think about this game, Derek? <laughs> oh, man, Griffey, you make me laugh because I guarantee, I guarantee if we went back and listened to all of our preview shows, every time when Thanksgiving comes around, your justification for a win is the Lions. It's their day. They always play good on Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it always makes me laugh, but in a way I kind of like to go with you on this one because like I said, I, I do like a Turkey day victory when I can get it. I don't know that they've, it's been such a slam dunk as, as you make it out to be often. They've been hit or miss on Thanksgiving the last decade or so I would think, but uh, I love the Texans, man. The, the, Deshaun Watson is a ball player. I like uh, David Johnson and that offense. I think he's really going to come back and bounce back at fantasy football players out there. I bet you can get uh, David Johnson as a crazy value, and I think he's going to just bounce back, catch, run, be a really dynamic player for them. You know, yeah, they let go of DeAndre Hopkins, but, um, you know, you've got – they were able to retool. They brought in Brandon Cooks, and they, they also added some players in the draft that are top players. Ross Blacklock they got as a big defensive tackle that I liked in the draft. So this is a really good football team coming in here. Um, you know, it's one of those teams that does scare me because of the quarterback that they have and the way they can stretch you out offensively. And, you know, I think you can get at them on defense, but, you know, they'll they'll be average or above average there as well. But uh, I'm going to turn the tables and agree with Grifka. I'm going to go with a W strictly because it's Thanksgiving and I'd like a W and I think that this is a winnable game. It'll be tough, but I think it's another one they can get. So, yeah, same thing. I've got the Lions on a nice streak here after the uh, mid part of the season and uh, got to be feeling good about themselves after another dubski. Yeah, we got, I mean, the second half. I mean, yeah, that Texans game is going to be tough, but, you know, that, you know, like you said, me and you both have them uh, stringing together some victories here, you know, piling up some, piling up some W. So, gotcha. which leads us into our next game, which is on the road at the bears so it's early december it's going to be cold right there on the lake it's the bears they still have mitch in but it probably won't like you said before probably be uh, nick Foles being the quarterback now unless he unless he gets hurt but even so nick Foles is only good for maybe like four or five games <laughs> on the eagles then he kind of sucks everywhere else so uh what's your thoughts on this game uh real quick what i mean I mean, what would Mitch be good for if it wasn't Trubisky's first name? Just curious. Mitch. Mitch would be great if I was getting a dog and I really wanted to name it. But then I think the name Mitch, and that's then I can only think of him, so I'd have to name it something else. But Mitch is a great uh, a great name for a for a dog, and, and not like a small dog. Mitch is like it's like a bigger <laughs> dog's name, you know, like a black lab or um maybe a um. Was it, uh, what, what am I thinking here? Like a golden retriever or something like that. You know, German shepherd, you know, something like that. You ain't going to name like a, you know, a teacup poodle Mitch. That's, <laughs> I just don't fly. Grifko, that's one of our go-to games. And I laugh every time, but like the more I think about it now as you're talking your way through it, I, I've known nobody my whole life or anybody in general that's ever had a dog named Mitch. You, you always say it's a dog's name, but I know nobody that has a dog name Mitch and it seems weird to me in the backyard you'd be yelling out like Mitch come here like people would think you're crazy if you were like by yourself and there was nobody else around because to me it sounds much more like a person's name but I like to laugh at it because you say it's a dog's name every show <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a dog just named Mitch <laughs> do you know Are any you dogs named no, Mitch just I'm named, just curious fan of the name Mitch <laughs> do you know any dogs named Mitch personally no no, I, 
if I got a dog, I wouldn't name my bitch. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Um, so for this game against Chicago at Chicago, you hinted on it at the beginning of your um, your take. There's like. I, I chalked this up as my one bad weather game on the whole Lions schedule where they're not in a dome or in some type of bad weather. I, I feel like the Lions, they want to be this outside tough football team, but they're much better when all the conditions are perfect. They can sling it around. They can run it. Matt Stafford doesn't have to wear you know a glove on his throwing hand or whatever he always does when the weather gets cold, trying to overthink it, you know. Um, I could see it just being windy, cold, bad game. I mean... I I am a Nick Foles fan. I mean, I agree with you that he really only had that little stretch in um, in Philly. But if you look at it, even last year with Jacksonville, he he was playing well. He threw a touchdown on the play, got injured. It was like first quarter of last year. So the fact that the Jacksonville just booted him out, like he was washed up when it's like, hey, when he was in there, he was playing well, and the guy got hurt. So excuse me. I think that uh, you know Mitch our best case is that he somehow is playing because I feel like if Foles gets the reins here for Chicago, he could add a lot of stability, a lot of the RPO game, a lot of stuff that would give the lions some issues. So again, best case is maybe Mitch is starting week one there. We beat the hell out of him. And then here in week 13, we got to deal with Nick Foles in Chicago in bad weather. I got this unfortunately, and it, it pained me to do so as an L. I mean, it just seemed like uh, we were on that stretch, as well as the bad weather, as well as we already beat Chicago, that it just added up to a loss for me in my head when I did the math. Wow, that sounds that sounds like an incredible Grifka take right there, like something <laughs> I would I would say. So you know, they got to watch out for impossible stumbling block. So you know, give, me, give me give me the Give me the Oakry What's reply. That? If if I was Griff could just said that to you, what would be the Oakry reply be to that answer? Um, I think the first sounds out of your mouth would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I'd go on a diatribe about how, like, how, how can you talk about weather and, like, that because we won three games that we're just due to lose? I mean, what kind of stupid logic is that, right? Something to that effect, but um, I feel you know I'm, I feel you. I'm uh, I'm understanding what you're saying. I, I really am picking up but, what I'm putting you know, down. Gosh, the Lions coming off three wins, and you know three wins in a row. They're rolling. You know, like you said, could be reading the press. You know, you know, Valenny's being nice to him on the show. You know, something like that. Even Carlos Mars is writing you know nice articles about him. So, uh, but still, Bears suck. Lions win. Enough, enough said. <laughs> Uh, Grifka, if the Lions had won three in a row and it's about this time in the year, what is this game? This would be December 6th. I mean, right before this would probably have been the uh, trade uh, rumors time where uh, they would be going nuts. But, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, it's another – you've got a Dubsky, huh? That, I, yeah, I, I, got I was Dubsky. I was already thinking loss, but you, you flipped it on me, so – Good stuff, man. You're, you're you're making up ground. You're going to end up probably right where I thought you would when I called you out a few weeks ago. So what do we got for the next game here? Oh, they're back. They're they're back and uh, they're in town. <laughs> this is the Green Bay game. Uh, one o'clock start on, on the 13th. Your favorite team, Aaron Rodgers, is going to be coming in. Who knows if he's going to be happy. He might be at the point in the year because, once again, Green Bay doesn't have any offensive skill positions. I mean, I guess they're just going to hang their hat on. Was it Devontae Adams? And um, <laughs> still going to have that suspect running game. And, you know, their offensive line's only okay. But, you know, their defense, you know, for some odd reason, everything's the Packers defense is great because, one, they never get pass interferences called on them. They only had three called on them last year. I mean, that's a bunch of crap. I mean, it's like it's not like their cornerbacks are that locked down. There are a bunch of Deion Sanders guys out there. No, but no, because they're the Packers and they love them. But still, they're coming in to Detroit. What do you think about this game? Grifka, the, the Packers had three PIs all season last year. Yep, I saw that stat earlier this week, and all I could do is shake my head. Oh my gosh, that sounds like something like that a team with the trophy named after him would get or something. That's ridiculous. Yeah, really? How, how does that happen? When when can we get the Wayne Fonts trophy? 
so you you mentioned your boy Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the biggest question for him is will he have some stupid mustache Fu Manchu or a combination of both when he rolls in the forward field? This idiot with his facial hair. I mean, he doesn't want to admit that he's got the gray in the beard, so he disguises it by having these mustaches that look ridiculous. Um, Grifka, did you invite any of your buddies, uh, all those people you met at the Pancake Hut and the uh, where else did we go in Green Bay, the local Walmart? I mean, did you invite any of them to the game? I mean, I know you loved that town and had such a great experience when we got screwed in Green Bay. I mean, did you invite any of them to Detroit for this ball game? Uh, no, but uh, I've been to Wisconsin a few times and they are nice people over there. <laughs> okay, let me uh, pretend I just teed up that question and do your answer, but do it as you would towards the end of the show. Grifka, did you invite any of your cheesehead loving gorgonzola mozzarella heads to the game to enjoy it with you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no, do it like the end of the show. Grifka, did you have any cheddar oh, heads coming to the you. game? Like, did you invite your um, buddies after they screwed us in Green Bay? I mean, did you do that or what? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, was that so hard? Man, that's funny. People are going to love that. Anyway, uh, we're just having too much goofy fun here. Um, this is a, let me see what I got here. I got my little scribble Grifka pad. Uh, uh, unfortunately, this is an L for the Lions. We beat Green Bay already. Uh, Aaron Rodgers with his Fu Manchu will come in and, and like Hulk Hogan will drop a leg on us or do something stupid that'll cost us the ball game and it'll uh, do this to me. That drives me freaking blockers. Um, but I don't know. Just I don't feel it. I don't know that we can sweep them, but I hate to lose a home game here late in the year to those mozzarella heads. Okay, so you got the L. I had them losing in Green Bay, and they're not going to get swept by them this year. So Green Bay comes in here. Detroit needs this game to keep rolling. They got their eyes on the. They're looking to win the division. Maybe even looking at this point in the year that they're like, hey man, we can get one of those you know top two seeds, you know something like that, depending on what everybody else is at as well. Maybe even that number one seed. Green Bay comes in here, and they just this is one where they get the they get it back. They they get the game. You know, the Rollins, this is the fifth win in a row for Detroit. And this puts him at, uh, I think I'm at nine and four now. So uh, that's a big W for, for the Lions right here. Oh, everybody, keep this thing moving. But this is classic Grifka, classic Waffle Maker. This is what he does every year with the schedule. Like, I'm all pumped up. We're having fun on the show. He's giving them W's over good teams. I mean, Grifka, you better keep this up when, when we face adversity or have a couple injuries instead of, I could see you here in week, what are we at? This is Green Bay, week 14. If the schedule's not going well, you just show up to a, a Kool-Aid cast on a Wednesday or Friday and be like, Oh yeah, this is a loss. We can't play defense. We can't do anything. Like we're not we're not gonna beat the Packers. Like it'll just turn that way. So I hope that that you don't flip the script on me like you've been known to do. Waffle sounds pretty good right now. Why don't you mention it? Oh, you you comment on something? I missed that. Okay. Uh, next game. Um they're in Tennessee. Uh we we all saw what Tennessee did last year. Uh it, Derrick Henry, you know, showed up, you know, started to be like the new, uh, the new bus and was running <laughs> over everybody. But still, they got uh, Ryan Tannehill under center. Uh, Tennessee's a tough place to play. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Oh, everybody, I almost couldn't get to it, but that was a Grifka Bell for the classic uh, Jerome Bettis uh, rewind where Grifka just thought, hey, who's a big running back from back in the day that I can compare uh, Derrick Henry to? I mean, hey, Grifka, here's a quick uh, fun fact. You just broke out some stats here on the Packers for me. Here's one for you. Hey, Grifka, do you know where Jerome Bettis was born? Uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, Jerome Bettis was from Detroit, Grifka. Can you believe that? I mean, that's got to blow your mind right now. That does, man. How how did I never know that? I'm usually yeah. pretty good about guys that are like born or at least lived in Detroit. I you, yeah, know, you know, even the state of Michigan. But it's not, that not does. mentioned. That really blows my mind. I'm surprised the Lions never even tried to get him at the end of his career or anything like that. But right. it's not know, mentioned. I mean, I know was I said last Super Bowl in Detroit. You know, yeah. I guess he wanted to finish out on a high note. So yeah. that does that blows my mind. Yeah, it's a quinky thing. Like I, I, you would think they would have mentioned that over his time in the NFL, or like you say, when he played in Detroit in that Super Bowl. But yeah, it never, never really came up. Um, yeah. Grifka, here's a hot take for you. 
Tennessee Titans suck. This is a garbage team. I don't care what they did in 2019. Ryan Tannehill is complete hot garbage. This guy signed a huge contract. He's going to He's going to be horrible the next few years. Derrick Henry, okay, yeah, you're big. He finally decided to play football the last year and a half or so. I could see the Tennessee Titans just having a tank of a year, maybe winning like six ball games or less. I mean, I I don't believe in this team. I somewhat like Mike Vrabel, but I think they get way too much love, and I think Tennessee's an easy place to go down and just beat the daylights out of this team. I I, I like nothing about what they're building that everybody acts like there's some big juggernaut. I think they got on a hot streak one uh, year this last year, and I don't see it continuing. I mean, they'll be a middle-of-the-road team at best, at best, and maybe miss the playoffs. So, Dubsky for the Lions, chalk it up. I mean, go in there, freaking punch the Tennessee Titans in the face, take their candy. I mean, let's get a Griff Cabell, let's get a W for the Lions, and maybe a woo-wee from my favorite baseball announcer, the sport we shall not speak of. Go ahead, Griffka. Tell me why I'm wrong and why they're tremendous. Because they suck. I freaking hate that team. Gosh, I, that's that's strange. I mean, I I, I can I, I I totally see your points, but I don't know what what the hatred's for. I mean, is it, did they do something to you, or did uh, you just yeah. you just don't like them, or you just don't think they get you think they get too much pub for what they really are? They had they had one cup of coffee where they were good they have ryan Tannehill as a quarterback like why would i like them i mean derrick henry's a big wimp back there he just has finally decided to run over people for what a six to eight game stretch so he could get paid and he didn't they ended up franchising him like i they didn't do anything to me i got no vendettas i just think the Tennessee Titans are right at the bottom of my scrap heap when it comes to NFL teams that I, I don't like any of their players. I don't like their logo. I don't like their, their vibe. It's just like, to me, they're down there with the jets and the Jaguars and the, uh, gosh, like I can't hang anything on there that I like anything about this team. I I think there's a guy that was at our uh, green Bay tailgate that lives in Tennessee that jumped all over me on Twitter, trying to tell me how good Tannehill was and how good their team was. And I just don't buy it. I mean, people just penciling them in the next few years for being title contenders. I, I think they're gonna be lucky to make the playoffs the next two out of four years. I mean, that's where I'm at with them. Man, I feel you. I got, you know, once again, Lions are on a hot streak, five in a row. They were beating some teams, a couple teams that we thought, you know, they have a tough chance with, but I haven't pulling out, you can out victories. Go to Tennessee. Like you said, Ryan Tannehill, I don't know, you know, you, yeah, he found something that made him at least decent last year. I mean, talk about a game manager. That guy was your consummate game manager. But this is the game where the Lions stub their toe. I mean, I don't know if they're really feeling themselves or maybe looking past oh them gosh. because they got, you know, the Buccaneers coming in. It's the last road game of the year. But uh, this is going to be one that's going to leave us scratching our heads. Going, How did you lose <laughs> that game to Tennessee? So, I mean, where you have them going down there and, you know, you know punching in the face, taking their candy and walking away. I got them stubbing their toe in and a game that leaves us scratching our heads. Right, every, everybody know we had to get a Grifka stub your toe in, but Grifka, this is an exclusive right now. This is a shocker for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I actually have a former Titan on the line here that wants to chime in about, uh, about the decision to re-sign Ryan freaking Tannehill for mega bucks. I mean, are you ready for this? This is a former Titan player that's joining the show. Yeah. This is his thoughts on Ryan Tannehill's contract and him as a player. It's a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. That's what it was, and that's that's exactly my thoughts, too, on people that are thinking the Titans are going to be just some force in the AFC. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that was, that's amazing how, how you got him on here. Um, you must have his direct line. Yeah, me and and Pac-Man are boys, man. He just jumped on. He said, I got one thing to say. I said, all right, I'm going to put you on. Boom, he hit us with that and got out. I mean, he's a man of few words. I mean, he had to go to the script club, but he wanted to jump in and say that, and I thought thought it was perfect timing. I mean, thank you, Pac-Man. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, (laughs) So after that, uh, Lions come home, last two games of the year. First one against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans. You know, all those guys, Eric Rett, you know, Mark Carrier, <laughs> Leroy Selman, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, all of them. You know, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough game, but it's at home. 
What are you thinking about this one? Grifka, I have here just in my mind or on my little notes that I was just waiting for you to bring up uh, the Bay of Pigs. I thought for sure you'd work that into your intro of some sort or the, uh, isn't that what it was called when the Lions and the Tampa Bay would play? I was always Green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Bay of Pigs. I had it wrong. I remember we talked about that on a show, but uh, this is a loss. I mean, the greatest of all time coming in the forward field with all those weapons, slice and dice us. I mean, everybody's like, oh, they might not have anything to play for. I I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, you, you look back in the history, there's not many teams that are so far ahead that they can just sit people for two weeks at the end of NFL season. If anything, it's usually just week 17 where you see that the whole, maybe they'll sit their players. Tom Brady will come in here with something to play for slice us up. I mean, again, we can't guard tight ends. We never have been able to Gronkowski probably has a day. And I see Chris Godwin as being like the breakout player of the year in the NFL. I think he's just going to blow up to ridiculous levels. I mean, He's going to be the new guy that the NFL is sort of hanging their hat on as the new up-and-coming player. So this is a beatdown, unfortunately, by Tennessee to the Detroit Lions. This is probably a 14-point loss, I would say, if I had to guess right now. So big L to the greatest of all time in his – I can't – gosh, Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay jersey, that's still going to be – that's still going to frustrate me. Yeah, this is one where once again you had him coming off a win off Tennessee – I have um coming Beat off down. a loss, so I Beat think down. that loss kind of, kind of hangs over. <laughs> and uh, Tampa Bay comes up here and wins one. I, I don't think it's going to be a beatdown, but it's not going to be one where Tom Brady like leads him down the field for a field goal to win the game. Uh, this may be like a you know seven you know seven ten point game, but I had this one as a loss as well. Um, so you I, agree? I, I yeah, I agree with. You. <laughs> What else we got? Yeah, we got yeah. one more game, Grifka. I mean, I, I got him at nine dubskis heading into week 17 here. Same as me. We're both at nine. So at <laughs> nine and five at home against the Vikings, this could be for the division. What's your final take last game of the season on this? Grifka, you take this one first. Okay. Uh, once again, Kirk Cousins still around there. He still sucks. Um, Which is equal to what? Threat. He ain't that great. Come on, let's face it. He ain't that great. I don't care how much he gets paid. He ain't that great. So, uh, Lions, uh, Lions have been in this position before, not necessarily against Minnesota, but needing a big W at the end of the season, you know, lock up a playoff, lock up a division, something like that. And they have stubbed their toe in the past, but not this year. They're going to come out. They're going to, they're just going to, they're going to put a hurting on Kirk Cousins. You know, I don't care if it's like, Oh, he went to Holland West Christian in Michigan state. And he's such a nice guy and blah. I don't care. He still sucks. I mean, for your hatred for Tennessee, that's what I feel for Kirk Cousins. So wow. Lions are going to come home. They need this one. Matt Pat's going to have them, you know, focused, you know, you know, get them back on track. They're going to win this game, you know, end it, um, at, uh, 10 six and win the division. Wow. What do you think? Wow! 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 As Frank Ribble calling in on your take, Griff, not only of your 10 dub skis, but of the Lions winning the final game against uh, the Vikings. But let me do what I do here on the show, which is let me take that that knob and turn it up a couple notches. Because, Griff, let me set the scene for you. I've got the Lions at nine W's through 16 weeks. They've had some win streaks early in the year. They had a few... Uh, win-loss, win-loss, went on a little bit of a win streak there on the back half. I've got them with, um, you know, I've got them with a few losses here to uh, Chicago and Green Bay, uh, beating the hell out of uh, the Tennessee Titans, but then losing to Tom Brady. And then I have them coming home to play the Minnesota Vikings. Grifka, let me set the scene for you. Nine wins. The Detroit Lions are bringing in the Vikings. The Vikings, as well, have nine wins. Um, the division is on the line here in Week 17. Um, Kirk Cousins is coming in with a, a good season because he's a pretty good football player. Uh, he, he makes crazy bank, and he plays well, despite what you might say. He's coming in with some weapons. They got Dalvin Cook still. He's actually not hurt, which is a surprise. And they're ready to roll. But so are the Detroit Lions, Grifka, and we are ready to roll. Uh, This is a heck of a football game, back and forth, up and down, crazy trials and tribulations. And at the very end of the ball game, 
Matt Stafford, number nine, has the football with under two minutes, down three points. He he drives us down the football field, and and with uh, basically no time on the clock, he throws a touchdown to win the football game, to win the division, and to give us a home playoff game that we've craved. The Detroit Lions, ten and six, NFC North champions. And that's how it's going down right there. In the most dramatic of fashions, Detroit will be on fire. Even you will believe, B-L-E-A-V, as my other podcast is named, you will believe in Lions, Grifka. It will happen in 2020 in a uh, heart-palpitating game in Week 17 against the Vikings with everything on the line. It goes down to the wire, and the Detroit Lions get it done. Get it done at a high level and win the NFC North and get that home playoff game. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's uh, where we're at right now. I mean, I have to, like you said, just off the cuff, not looking at it too much, seeing them what other teams are at, you know, at the preseason, because I know we'll do this right at the uh, beginning of the season as well. So uh, both of us, 10-6, one in the division. <laughs> you got to like that. I'm putting it in stone, Grifka. I don't. I don't need to revisit. This is what's happening. I've I've spoken it into existence. It's going down, no doubt about it. Okay, I'll uh, I'll put mine in uh, pencil right now with a nice eraser next to it. Oh yeah, everybody knows the waffle maker has an eraser. Grifka, uh, like waffles. <laughs> we we've talked about a lot. We've. Uh, You've thrown some questions at me, which I'm not sure real questions. I mean, it sounds more like Lions 24-7 research type stuff. Uh, we've worked our way through the schedule. Uh, you, again, 10 wins. I mean, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football said everybody, when they pull out the schedule, it's 10-6. and six, No matter what team you are, what year it is, it doesn't matter. 10-6. and six. Me and you both have the Lions at 10-6. and six, And I tweeted at Kyle Brandt, hey, you forgot about the Lions being uh, 10-6 or better. But I didn't mention the division title or anything else. It's all going to happen, though. I mean, I think people are going to be on board with our show here, our predictions. I mean, obviously, we're spot on like we always are on the show. And, man, there's only just one thing left to do, and it's to ask you the question of all questions. Grifka, on this show, on May 15th, do you have anything else? Amazing, intelligent, introspective, unbelievable. Do you have anything else? the people uh nope i kind of thought you might say that but uh everybody thank you so much for listening to the show a fun schedule review always fun to break that down i got a few other topics in there had a few laughs that's what we do here on the show thank you so much for listening hit us up on twitter you know what those addresses are hit that subscribe button if you'd be so kind tell a friend if you'd really be so kind uh, throw us a dollar on the uh, donations on our anchor page and uh, support the show. Really helps us out. We'll be back next week, Wednesday and Friday, talking all things Detroit Lions, right here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in.